Do you want to do this, man? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, you ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready if you're ready. Oh, yeah. That actually sounds pretty decent just coming from the speaker into the mic. I'm going to turn the headphones up a little bit. Get that. There we go. Yeah, you know, it's a nice sunny day today. But uh, we are going to get into some heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. But I think it's worth talking about, Jared. It's very important to mention. And uh, excited to bring it to you today. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 206. And today we are going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that have been going on in the U.S., also in, in some different parts of the world as well. We're going to talk about uh, kind of what, you know, what is this movement? I think a lot of, there are still unfortunately many people who don't understand the simple sentence, Black Lives Matter. So we're going to break that down a bit for you people um, and talk about what's been going on since we are both stateside and we've been watching and seeing what's been happening. Um, so my man, my partner in crime, my good buddy, what's going on, Jared? Hey man, it's good to be back. It's good to be in the sun again. I love this setup. It's not as scorching hot today, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, when you're directly in the sun. That it, sun's bright. It, yeah, it's, they say it's apparently it's in the 60s right now. It feels like it's 100 on my face. Um, it is good to be here, though. It's good to be back. Um, yet we are going to talk about. See, it's interesting that you call it heavy stuff. I mean, I guess it is. But, uh, like, it's, you know, it's just reality, you know? We're That's talking true. about what's happening in the world, and I think that this is important to talk about. And I don't think it has to be, quote unquote, heavy. But uh, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll maybe by the end of this, I'll be yelling at you, "You racist!" <laughs> and storming off. That would be a great end to the podcast. That'd be hilarious if I did that and I just drove away. But then I'm like, "Hey, could you send me that?" That was <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We are going to post that, right? Um, please, everyone, uh, we will post it, and you can follow uh, follow us on Instagram. Spread a little love. Uh, we're back outside. We got some pictures. I brought my camera this time and my tea. So uh, you guys can check us out there. You can also check us out on Twitter, on Translatable one the number one. I post the episode, I would say, 98% of the time I post it on Twitter. Every now and again, I, I don't. But you know where to find us, iTunes and Stitcher. Everywhere you can find podcasts, YouTube. Oh, perfect, I didn't mean to do that. Um, and you can also, please, give us five-star reviews. Let us know that you support the pod and support uh, us idiots talking. Uh, Chad, since we are talking about uh, Black Lives Matter today, and I was thinking about, um, oh, I saw something happen in the news, and I thought this would be a great little thing to talk about. Did you see that NASCAR? Um, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. So they have officially banned um, the Confederate flag from being on their premises. And uh, some people like it. Some people are furious. Probably the people that were, I mean, even the people that not weren't bringing, bringing the uh, um flags are probably furious too but uh i mean it's a to my mind like it's obviously a business move but it, it makes sense it makes sense especially since they are trying like they are seems like they're actively trying to recruit uh not just uh white people from north carolina <laughs> right, <laughs> it's right. nice that they'd also get out uh, a symbol of hate and get out mm -hmm. a, a flag that turns off a lot of people just at the side of it. It's like, oh, I, I, like, I don't know what's happening over there, but I know that I'm probably not welcome to that party. Right. 
Well, I think the other thing is, too, I agree it's a business move, 100%. Sure, of course. Um, but it's good to see. Every I've move they make seen, is a business move, to right. be fair, though. That's They're true. a business. They are a business. That's a good point. I don't, I, like, I don't fully want to just shit on them by saying... Like they're a biz, like you know, right. because every, it's a business. But, so but we business hope they have good moves. intentions, and it looks like they're they are putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. You oh, know, are they so far? Yes. Well, I've seen a few NASCAR drivers dunk on people uh, on like Twitter and stuff uh, that have like been like, "I've been a Nas- mm-hmm. I've been a NASCAR." Su- Sorry, you know, stereotypical <laughs> NASCAR. I've been a NASCAR supporter for. Twenty five years. Yeah. And and now you're telling me I can't bring my my uh, uh, participation trophy with me, <laughs> you know, because that's all Confederate flag is, Jared. Yeah. Know, they lost. Yeah. You know, it's like, why do you want to bring this flag when that represented a time when many, many people were imp- uh, oppressed, enslaved? Mm-hmm. You know, slavery wasn't that long ago. Yeah, for sure. It really wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I've seen some of that, that dunking as well. I saw... Um, well, not even dunking, but I, yeah, I guess dunking. You know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a—he's uh, a pretty outspoken guy, and he—he he seems like he—he is—is—is—is he, uh, is, is, is educated enough to like understand these things, and he, you know, supports Black Lives Matter. It seems like mm-hmm. so. It's good to see one of the you know legends of the sport speak up. You know, it's actually. Um, Similar with Formula One. Now, it's a little different because the current legend is also a black British person. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a little different because it's, people will look at him and they're like, well, of course he's talking about it. You know, he's black. Right. But I think in a sport like NASCAR that is, you know, predominantly white, it is cool to see like like the top dog legends like Dale Earnhardt. What are you looking at? I'm just monitoring the wind. Oh. you got to be careful with this awning. You guys are very concerned about this awning. Has it flown off or something? It, it it's not even that windy right now. <laughs> it hasn't flown off, but I've seen it f- flex quite uh, okay. a bit. And yeah, anyway, um, continue. I uh, so I've seen Dale Earnhardt Jr. speak up a little bit. That's nice to see. I also saw uh, Bubba Wallace, who I believe has some blackness in him. I could pull it up, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, you sh- if if you would like, pull it up because you'll also Bubba see his car. Wallace. Okay. Oh yeah, I I know what you're talking about. His this car dude, is awesome. Uh, is dunking on people left and right on Twitter, but he's also um, sort of like a not a he's not a, a like a winning racer. He's sort of middle, it seems like okay. a, a, in general. Um, he's 26 years old. Okay, is he black? Am I right about that? Uh... I think he might be interracial. <laughs> Chad's what's, like, I'm not willing to make that what's, call. What's the correct term? <laughs> Is it interracial? Is it? I, I mean, he. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't. No, I understand. Uh, he looks like to me. Can you turn me down a little bit? Sure. He looks like to me. Yeah, thank you. That he has some blackness in him, and okay. obviously that's a weird thing to say. Uh, but uh, he's wearing a I can't like breathe some, some black heritage, like yes. his, one of his grandparents, yeah. or yeah. And he's wearing a I can't breathe shirt mm-hmm. on the NASCAR track, which is you know the uh, a popular line that Black Lives Matter references a lot. Right. It's a line that you uh, uh, often hear before someone dies by yep. being strangled to death. Yep. Eric um, Garner, George Floyd. Yeah. There's many others, I'm sure. Yeah, I it's saw some terrible. video on on. Well, we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, and his car. Uh, they has the hands class. Yeah, right? they they've rewrapped it so it has a version of that Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's that other ripped? Uh, oh yeah, Carl I, Weathers is it? I think so. Yeah, he has that Arnold Son Schwarzenegger. Of a bitch Carl Weathers yeah. hand grab, uh, but representing like uh, you know uh, the unity of black and white, and then also along the side uh, he has a big hashtag Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. uh, sticker on it, and I love it, and I love that people are getting mad because I think. Um, 
like who what idiot thinks progress isn't going to happen without making exactly. people mad you got to yeah and and honestly if if the sentence black lives matter or the sentence i can't breathe makes you angry well first of all it should make you angry for a different reason than you're angry it mm-hmm. should make you angry because these poor people have been been killed been mistreated for decades for centuries yeah you know and and these people have a platform to speak up and if you want to tout our second amendment uh you know if you want to say that free speech is is for everybody second amendment's or, not or, free speech that's or, the gun one sorry which uh one? fifth first, amendment is, is the, the free speech i okay, believe fifth amendment no I, uh, it's, but it's not Uh-oh. the the it's been a while second amendment's the gun amendments. one the first yeah, one right. is the funnily enough the right to protest <laughs> right fifth amendment let's see here uh yeah, we used to we used to know our Bill of Rights, which are essentially right. the essentially the uh, Ten Commandments for America. Mm-hmm. So no, Fifth Amendment is about government prosecution. So oh, so that's the right the to remain silent. Then I believe what's freedom or something. of speech. Then wow, just pull up the like Bill of Rights. Idiot. Well, here, what freedom of speech? Uh, article. One second. Here. I would say pull up the Bill of Rights, but... Um, well, then then you gotta read Article 10 of the Human Rights Act, okay. Freedom of Expression. Yeah, but the Bill of Rights are the top 10... Right. Uh, All right, here, I'll pull up the Bill oh, of Rights. This is a great example of our American education system, which uh, is a perfect segue. No, I'm kidding. Thanks, buddy. Have you... Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a result of that same system. Have, uh, which brings me to uh, this book I've been reading. Okay. So... Um, well, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, mm-hmm. but the, 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 I, I made a joke about our terrible history education, and it's true. Like, you know, we talk about the Confederate flag. We talk about um, the history of policing in America and how, uh, from its inception, it's mm-hmm. been made to essentially protect white people and police and actively find and go after black people. And, you know, like, I, I've heard, like, I, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of racism. I feel like... I understand where we're at, but that's because I've heard other people say, and I, I listen to people that I know are educated, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I have like this understanding that racism fully exists, but I don't like, like, I, I don't understand where it comes from. I just know that this is mm. the world that we live in and it's unavoidable to an a certain, to a certain extent. And like, I, I, I like, I, I would like to, hear someone say some racist shit and no i don't well let's be clear let me finish that sentence Uh, i don't want to hear people say some racist shit but if i were to hear it i would i would like to be able to like yeah i could say that's racist but i would like to know like why that's racist and that's why i'm reading this book right here which i can't show on camera because it's currently part of our camera Camera holder uh, holder, Mm -hmm. holding system um but it's called stand from the beginning by ibram x kennedy and kendy excuse me and he, uh, the little tagline under it is the definitive history of racist ideas in America. And it starts in, uh, well, it starts, it talks about like the original racist ideas being climate theory, which is anyone that is in an extreme climate being uh, cold or hot um, mm-hmm. are, are um, like are prone to the, to uh, like are, like they're prone to these like it causes you to be more uh like beastie beastie aggressive aggressive yeah, yeah it causes yeah. you like it causes you to be dumber right. it causes you so that theory was the original theory that the greeks used mm-hmm. back in the day to uh you know prove their superiority and it's always right. just been like 
and I'm on page like 70 right now, and I'm already it looks like, like a thick book. It's about 500 plus okay. pages, and it's already blown my mind. And I'm not even at I, America hasn't even founded yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, um, it existed just not as we know it. Sure, the United right. States of America right. was not a thing, right. but they were colonizing and all that stuff. Right, and that's where I'm at now, like in the okay. late 1600s, early 1700s, when America's being colonized. And it's right. so interesting to uh, even in like the like to realize like like the first thing I think is like I've always said that like America is like you know was built uh, by slaves and it's like a slave, but like literally the like when they were initially colonizing this place, they're like, all right, the only way this will work is if we have slaves and so like how can we like it's always just been trying to justify their racism like like right. they're like we like we're better than these people we know that but we just need to have justifications for it so it started they had you know scientific justifications religious religious justifications, justifications. there are multiple religious justifications mm -hmm. the curse of ham is one i've learned about where is um, that that's that um i believe Something about Noah's Ark and that the original, um, the original, uh, like one of Noah's sons, like you weren't allowed to, um, I think, have sex or something on the boat. And, uh, you know, someone broke that original rule on uh -oh. the boat. And, and their punishment was that they were turned black. Oh, and so, really? like, it's a, so they, you know, it's originally thought to be a punishment for our sins. Um, but then there are various but, other you know, religious who, ones who, too. Who wrote these religious texts? I guarantee you, right. you know, it was probably not black people, dude. I, I, as I know? mentioned, I, well, of course. I mean, this is all, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, Christianity was not. Well, that's that's the thing, dude. Is this book has been killing me, and once again, I'm on page seventy, and right. it's already made me like break down in tears. It's can, already can made I, me. Been can like, I read it when you're finished? Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, but like the whole religious thing blows my mind because. Um, they had long and extensive conversations about should we baptize black people? Should we introduce them to Christianity? Mm -hmm. We can't introduce them to Christianity. They're too dumb and barbaric to understand it. Um, we have to introduce them to um, Christianity because, um, like, th that'll make them more docile. We have to create them to uh, Christianity because technically these are just cursed white people and their souls are white, but they've been cursed for eternity with this black skin. And so in the ranking of things, um, the, you know, the people with black skin are, skin are supposed to serve their masters and their masters are supposed to serve their masters and their ma the masters are the white people. Their master is God. And so like, it just, it just, you know, I've already been thinking about the, uh, the fact that, all my family is religious mm -hmm. and I've kind of, you know, years ago sort of just silently <laughs> and calmly backed away from that part of my, uh, of, of my life. I don't really uh, relate to it or, or want to go to church or really care about it. But now when I read that, like these people were having discussions on like, all right. Um, and, and the thing is Christian and white also during this time were used interchangeably. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about, doing like obeying your christian masters just saying like a white person and so it, it's just been like it's like oh my god like i've always heard people say like you know like slavery is you know you know slave black people are christian because our slave owners gave it to us but to now hear the history about them trying to figure out should we do it should we not do it we don't right. think they're worthy of it you know like like there are a lot of it's people crazy. thought that like we should convert them to christianity because it's like this is for us this is like we're the chosen people Right. And and so like it's 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 really got me thinking and and um well I'll talk about it a little bit more I'll talk a little bit more uh, I actually, uh, but um it's just it's just really really 
enlightening. And it's already crazy to see that like things that they're discussing in um, in the 1700s and are, are like still things you see today. Like mm-hmm. there's this hierarchy that they have of like um, you know white men, white women, um, black men black women and they they in the early days they created laws where you could um men were legally allowed to have sex with black women but it was against the law for white women and black people it's essentially just a way for them to get more slaves and for them to like uh satisfy their sexual desires usurping more power yeah Mm -hmm. more and more power and then also Mm -hmm. like the like the original like it, it was built into law that if black people, you know, weren't serving a white person, they're criminals essentially from, you know, from the, from the beginning. And it's like, I don't know, like this, some of this stuff does not seem that far fetched today. Right. Um, so it, it's just, it's, it's been a lot. It's, it's been, it's been a, an interesting read and it, it's, it's, it's very enlightening. And I, I feel like I, I'm like, I'm doing myself a disservice as a, I don't even want to say as a black person, but yes, as a black person, but just as a person that, like like how could i know so little about my history you know well i mean unfortunately for a lot of black americans their older family history has been erased yeah you know because of the slave trade you know their great grandparents or great 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 grandparents came over as slaves they you know they don't know which you know from which country in africa yeah you know some may know roughly when they came maybe not and then Um, yeah the original people that came that were brought here by you know british sellers and stuff they you know they didn't have names they were just unnamed sort of uh animals that they right. used for work they were and commodity then, it's terrible and then mixed into all of us black people now is you know is whiteness as well because obviously um <laughs> there was a lot of you know rape and whatnot happening in in those days too and i mean you know always but like right it was normalized back then and stuff too so it's just been it's heavy, dude, and I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so See, I, we're 20 minutes in, and it's already heavy. I, I like told to you. I like to sit on my front porch and read, especially in, when it's been nice out. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, <laughs> I'll see like a white person walk by as I'm reading this stuff, and I'll just be like, "You disgust me." <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really believe that, but it's just like reading this history, and then like just seeing how happy everyone is walking by. It's like, how could right. you just be so happy and calm? Uh, but um, I th- I'll talk about it a little bit more because like I've seen some stuff that reminds me of Black Lives Matter and stuff. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in in a little bit later. We can um, you know, uh, my uh drop machine doesn't work on my other phone for some reason, so I gotta go. Oh. Spread a little love. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. Time for a shout out. I will say just to be fair, I, I would like to classify um. NASCAR banning uh, the Confederate flag is a shout out. That is a solid shout out for sure. Um, yeah, my my only shout out today, Jared. I didn't look up any specific ones, um, but I think just I wanted to do more of a shout out just from kind of, I guess from the heart in a way, as cheesy and corny as that sounds. No, but man. I just want to give a, a shout out to um, everybody out there that has been trying to help um, people. Uh, you know, people protesting. I'm talking about uh, the peaceful protesters. However, um, I think there are a lot of people out there that condemn rioting uh, and looting, which which obviously, yes, it's not great to um, do some of those things. However, uh, people are trying to make real change happen here. And uh, and I think they have been. Yeah. Um, I'm not justifying it, but I'm, I'm you know, I well, think people's people's business and uh, businesses and, and inventory and stuff 
can be replaced in theory. People's yeah. lives cannot. And I always hate people that go to that and it's like, oh, these protests are great, or oh, look at these protesters, and the, like someone will bring up rioters or looters. Listen, I spend too much time on Twitter, also. That's part of the problem. But um, it's like, it's like, whenever I see someone do that, I was like, you're just like willfully trying to miss the bigger picture of what's happening right. here. And it's the same argument when you argue. Um, that a few looters ruin the whole you right. know, of this movement. That's the same argument as a few cops. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're not all bad <laughs> apples. Okay, well, did have you seen the videos? That's a good point. I mean, have you seen the videos? All you have to do is watch the videos. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I've seen the videos, and honestly, Jared, I I can't watch them anymore. Yeah, I hate watching. Those I just videos. can't. For the longest time, I, I would never. I would never watch them. Um, I haven't seen the George Floyd one, but it's like, oh, first of all, it's. <sighs> Like it's heartbreaking. It's of course it is, and it's like I've seen the picture. Like of course I've seen the picture. I get what happens. I, I like I feel like I don't need to see the video to understand what's happening there. And what, is it actually like ten minutes long? Because he kneel eight, on his neck eight, for eight, eight minutes min- and forty six yeah. seconds, uh, which is the name of Chappelle's uh, special. Yeah. Are we gonna skip? Are we gonna do untranslatables later and just get into this right now? We might as well. I, I don't feel like we stopping to well. talk yeah. about untranslatables yeah. at Let's, this point. Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, it's well. Yeah, eight minutes and forty six seconds was. Um, yeah, how long that 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 asshole cop had his had his knee or his leg on George Floyd's neck. Yeah. Um, so let's talk yeah. about let's let's start with talking about this Chappelle special because I mentioned mm-hmm. it to you uh, a few days ago and I said it seems fitting. We probably should. Uh, watch this before we're going to talk about it just because uh i'm sure it's going to be good Mm -hmm. because it's dave Chappelle, and uh, it seems very fitting to what's happening right now uh so you watched it didn't you i did yeah i did too first i'll say i mean it's not a comedy special let's be clear (laughs) i would i would say it's uh what social commentary i would say it's it's i mean he's trying to open up civil discourse have you do you have you heard of nanette uh-uh. What's that? Uh, Nanette was a uh, who's that? Quote unquote comedy. Well, it's I can't think of her name, but it was a comedy special uh, that this British woman did a few um, a few years ago, and she was talking about sort of like the state of comedy, especially for a woman. And a lot of comedians were shitting on it, saying this isn't a comedy special. This isn't like this is garbage. I can't think of her name because I didn't watch it. I honestly didn't really care. But um, but it was called Nanette. Everyone just called her Nanette because that's what she named it. Um, and okay. Someone on Twitter called uh, someone I follow on Twitter called this the uh, the nigga Nanette because it's just black like it's just like sort of a like I think she was talking a lot about like you know being a woman in comedy and this is sort of like not being a black person in comedy but being a black person in America from right. his perspective essentially and just how he's seeing what's happening in the world and sort of just like explaining from his perspective why the protests are happening why. Um, like why this is not a surprise and why you should like people should be happy that this is what's happening versus like you know what could be happening or what should be happening if we people were actually trying to like get some sort of revenge or something Mm -hmm. oh yeah well i mean the the story he tells uh, i think that was the one he told about um what's the guy's name dornell dorner oh chris chris dorner chris dorner who was a, a black uh military veteran who then worked for the, was it LAPD or NYPD? LAPD. LAPD worked for the Los Angeles Police Department, and uh, and his partner was a, a white woman, right? I think so. And and, sh- I, and yeah. I think she did some bad stuff or something, and he tried to, um, you know, handle it appropriately yeah. with, you know, with the correct people at the LAPD. I think nothing came of it. 
Um, they fired him, I think. They they let him go, and then uh, and then he went on a killing spree, mm-hmm. right, and killed eight or nine people, eight or nine police people, officers, police officers, yeah. and then they found him in like a cabin with like a, like a swarm of cops, right, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and they and, lit his ass up. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. I think Dave Chappelle. Sorry, sorry to just chuckle there, but the way Dave no. <laughs> he said he said he got Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just blown apart. Yeah. Um, but you know, but but the whole point of Dave Chappelle talking about this is that, you know, this is why black people are protesting. Yeah. We've they have I can't say we've seen our own because I'm not black, but you know, black people have seen their own um, people been you know slaughtered, killed, murdered by these police officers for and years and years and years. Yeah, and there's videos, and the whole world has seen. The whole world has become aware of this. I mean, yeah. you see protests in Paris, in Berlin, all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and that's the thing too is is. I don't understand how the camera is no deterrent to some of these people, especially right. that guy that almost seemed like he was nonchalantly kneeing on George Floyd's neck. And like every, and, he, and the reason I bring this up is because Chappelle also mentioned how, um, you know, everyone else around him had their hand in, in their pocket. And it's like, how, right. like, it's like how calm or used to this do you have to be to stand there and watch that happen so nonchalantly for so long? Right. And, and yeah. And it's like, what do you expect people to do? But see, that's the problem. And that is what really bothers me is that I don't think people want to, I don't think white people or people as a whole, I'll say. Mm -hmm. White people is a generalization, but I think it's a fair generalization. But there are people that aren't white that are in this boat too. But um, they don't want to admit what's happening. You know, They don't want to admit that there's a problem. And they also don't like, and they also don't really get it. Like they don't understand the fear of the police because a lot of people have been trained to trust the police or call on them if right. you need help. Well, and mostly white people. Sure, I of mean, course. you know, I. But see, here's the thing with white people and the police. Uh, I think that this, and this goes to the idea, which is I think a part of the movement of Black Lives Matter. And correct me, you know, if I'm wrong, but I think a big movement is defunding the police. Yeah. And I read an interesting article a few days ago about how, what does a defunded area, you know, police defunded area look like? Mm -hmm. And somebody said, it looks like a lot of your wealthy middle class or upper class white neighborhoods and suburbs Mm -hmm. where you don't see a police presence really. I mean, they might come on a house call for a domestic dispute. But in a lot of black neighborhoods, they're just posted up. Yeah. Like in a, in, in the Walmart parking lot or something or in, you know, neighborhoods just sitting there. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that's, that's a big difference too. Um, and but I will say, me as a white person, I still get nervous around police. Yeah. But I I don't think it's the same feeling, and I and I'm not here trying to say that it's the same feeling as as black people go through because I've heard stories from a lot of you know black people about their you know uh, encounters with the cops, and a lot of times you know not a, well I guess yeah historically a lot of times some black people don't come out alive. Yeah. I've I've had some some not encounters but some police like passbys that have made me pretty uncomfortable recently. You know I walk around my neighborhoods a lot and stuff. And there was one I was I was walking down the street and I heard like this weird like just sort of high pitched beep just in the background. And I was like, what is that? That's weird. Whatever. So I kept walking and a police car drove by me on this neighborhood street just to the uh, and when he got to the end of the block, 
he was stopping there for a bit and i'm like all right well don't turn around and look at him because then you're gonna look suspicious as fuck but then after a bit i was i just like i had to know i was like is he still there and he was still there and he was standing outside of his car and i was like oh god just keep uh, and i was like all right don't look at him just keep walking or whatever and right. he didn't bother me or anything but the fact that i just the fact that he was there and he got out of his car i'm like oh god this is for me uh but he was trying to figure out where this beep was coming from clearly like he was like trying to like find the source of it and in my head, I'm like, bro, did anyone call you for about this? Right. <laughs> I was like, it's not your job to just investigate every noise that happens mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. It's like, well, were you just looking for something to do? Like, well, I did not understand that. Where it's right. like, has anyone called you? Because if so, you know where to go. Right. And like your job, like you're not just like some sort of superhero listening for your call. Well, see, and I think that's the issue too with a lot of police is I think they they get this high and mighty, they get too much power. Yes. You know, they, they get too much power. And I think if you look at other countries in the world that don't have police brutality issues like we do, it's because they have a more refined legal system of handling if police kill yeah. someone or, or assault someone. Because, look, at the end of the day, a policeman or policewoman, they are people. And people have emotions. They lose their temper. They can be violent. They can be aggressive. Um, you know, they're to, here to try to uphold a law. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they can break the law themselves and they are not sure. immune to the law. But I think here in the, in the States, they have so much power. You know, the amount of cops who have killed people and hurt people and maybe they've had like, you know, a paid suspension. Well, yeah, Derek, Derek Chauvin, the guy that killed George Floyd, he's had um, harassment uh, like uh, complaints against him since the early 2000s. He's had he's right. had like like tens of them it's like i think it's like in the 40s or 50s of people claiming harassment from this guy yeah that's unreal that just went unchecked right and it's like and it's like yeah what do you expect then it's like it's and and there i mean it is a system that is made to be unchecked because they have a very strong brotherhood where it's like you don't rat on your own people and that's why uh that's why the Christopher Dorner guy got fired because he essentially, quote unquote, probably, you know, they considered him a rat trying right. to rat on someone and get them in trouble. But he was just trying to do what was right. Right. And then, yeah. you know, see, that's the thing. See, oh, man, now you're making me mad. See, see though, I told you this was going to be a heavy episode. <laughs> and and I mean, just all, all of this stuff. But I think I think it's important to um, acknowledge that this makes us angry and hopefully, yeah. you know, us having this podcast, you know, other people doing a lot of stuff, um, you know, I think change is coming. I really hope so. Sorry, I forgot. That was a terrible time to do the, what? I forgot my, no, I just played the, my soundboard because my oh, hand went oh, out. You didn't hear it because you have headphones in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I was, I was, um, I was driving to your place today and I saw this uh, Livonia police car and it had a, you know, as I've mentioned to you last time I was here, actually, it had on it those little, uh, like the, you know, the back window where you can sort of tint it. It had mm-hmm. the Blue Lives Matter flag tinted oh, into God. it. It had a Blue Lives Matter flag, um, uh, 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 like a bumper sticker on it. Mm-hmm. It had, in, within the paint job of it, it had like this blue line that went down the back trunk of it. And I was like, what sort of propaganda mobile is, is right. this? No kidding. And I was like, what the hell does this have to do with being a police officer in any sort mm-hmm. of way? And why do you need... It's a very American thing. I why think. do you need to do this? Why right. do you need to like portray on your car so hard? Like, Does the gun on your hip, does the uh, shotgun and AR-15 in between your seats not do right. not portray? Like, we Taser. get clearly... Your life matters. You got about right. 40, 40 guns on you, right. and, and like numerous like ways, to multiple weapons to yeah. uh, 
take Mace. someone down. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. It's it's really well, crazy. And and here's my issue with the whole Blue Lives Matter. Um, I mean, the irony officer, that they say that and don't understand. Black, black lives, lives matter, matter, first of all, yes. And second of all, uh, a police officer, I'm sorry, yes, it's a career, but it's an occupation at the end right. of the day. You do not get to choose if you are black or white or whatever. You can choose if you're a police officer or not. And there are other ways you can work in law enforcement um, and not necessarily be a cop. Yeah. How about a lawyer or something? To, I don't know. You know also, all, all uh, well, not that that's stuff. helpful, really. But, but um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and it's like it's like that doesn't that has nothing to do with anything. The fact that right. and it's like that. And also, the thing is, also the thing is, when something happens to a police officer, some sort of legitimate assault or even illegitimate assault or murder happens to a police officer, they come down on you hard and fast. Yeah, like and. You will get arrested. Mm-hmm. You'll they'll they'll make sure that they can put. And this is you know uh, obviously like they'll, they, this is black or white. They do this if you do right. something to yeah, a, it. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. But like they they will arrest you. They will persecute you and make sure they can get the highest possible sentence for you. So so here's my and question, it's like, Jared. That's a, okay. Go ahead. Here's my question with that. Why is it that you so if you assault a police officer, you're committing assault, right? Mm-hmm. You get the highest sentence. You get all, you know, the hammer yes. comes down on you. Why is that the case? But when a police officer assaults you, yeah. I am just as valid of a human being as a police officer is. Well, you know, they have so many justifications. You know, don't stop resisting. I thought maybe this person had a weapon. I thought, uh, like, like they fit a description. Right. There are so many excuses like right. that they can use. But and that's the thing. I wish that they had the same fear of the law that theoretically they're held they to like we they are. They should. That they we should be do. held to a higher standard, I think, <laughs> well, of if course. they're the ones enforcing the law. Yeah, they're um, supposed to know it. Yeah. Right. The other <laughs> thing is, point. too, the other thing is, too, Jared, um, with, with police officers and everything, is um, they can be so violent and they, they have these excuses, but I was really naive to think. I thought, oh, well, if they just wear a body cam, it, yeah. that, that doesn't solve any... It has... I have had so many, you know, assumptions that have come to be proven wrong throughout the years. And that was one of them. I always thought, well, if, if police officers just had a body cam on them, maybe they wouldn't be doing all these terrible things. Well, you, I, I agree with you, by right. the way. I 100% agree with you. But then you. you look at people film these terrible things police officers do, and it still doesn't change much. And why do these body cameras have an on and off switch? Right. Why is it that the police officers have the ability to turn them off and turn right. them on? Right, and like it, then it completely defeats the purpose. It's like, and, oh, the body can't. And like, as soon as some, some there's some gray area and like, what happened with this police officer with the police and this officer. person? Like, yeah, they side with the police officer, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, but you're not going to address why the police officer turned off the body camera, which theoretically is to help them. Right. Like, it's not well, even right. to help. It should protect us, both parties in theory. <laughs> yeah. Right. It pr- it should protect the police officer if if someone assaults them, then they have video evidence. But right. It should go both ways. Um, and it's like, why is there an on and on switch, on and off switch right. at all? And then why is it that in, during these protests, too, you've seen people have been like covering them up and stuff? You, you know what the saddest part of all this? Well, not the saddest part. That's an exaggeration. But you know what? It's probably really, people dying. But yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> well, well, but the, something that's really terrible about everything that's been happening right now is the fact that we think about now people are filming these things, right? Mm-hmm. And so now there is, and I think the outcry, I think the protests, I think it's all fair and good i i I do hope though and i really wish all of the protesters and people who have been fighting for this movement i wish them the best of health and hope they don't get sick 
Uh, yeah. Because, you know, it's it's hard to socially distance. They have been talking about spikes right. a little bit. Right. Now that the protests are mostly peaceful at this point, right. people no longer talk about them. It's back to Rona. Right. Right. And I think there are safe ways to protest. Um, and I just hope everyone will be safe out yeah. there. I mean, the least um, you can do is wear a mask. And you right. don't have to be, you know, right next to people, especially if you're protesting in, you know, many one of the many cities around the world. They're right. not all in places right. like uh, New York City or Chicago or exactly. something or Philly where the streets are exactly. just, you know, filled with people. But my, my whole point, sorry, I went on a tangent, but my whole point with this was that um, now things are being filmed and, and, you know, action is slowly being taken. But think of how long this has been happening before we had smartphones and cameras and we're filming yeah. stuff. You know, it's... I mean, it happens when we do. There are people that have been let right. off in the past with, with video footage of it. Right. Well, even even within the last, like, week, there's been, I think, a, a, a spike in cases of police brutality because yeah. of all the protests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's crazy times, man. But I think some of it is good and necessary, and I really hope good will come of it. Sure. Sure. Let's, let's um, slow speaking down of, Speaking of some good stuff, do we want to do some untranslatables, maybe? N- no, 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 no. Are you done talking about Black Lives Matter already? I guess not, no. I'm not even close to okay. done. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have so much more to talk okay. about. Okay. I thought when you said slow it down that you- No, 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 no. I, all I meant was, um, let's talk about how it started. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because Black Lives Matter has been around for, I just meant, we keep, you know, we're talking about all this stuff, and I was like, we didn't even talk about where it came from. Right. Um, Black Lives Matter started in, I have what, I, I have it written down, but it's like tw- 2014-ish is when it, I think, became a was thing. Was it after Eric Garner? No, I think it was before that, okay. but I think the cases of Eric Garner, a- Eric Garner and Mike Brown, mm-hmm. those two cases are what um, really popularized uh the black lives matter movement eric garner uh she's not there's so many how do how did i don't remember how mike brown i remember mike brown was the original i can't breathe no he was the one in front of the car wasn't he no that's philando castile no 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 um he got out no mike brown was the one that was selling the cigarettes remember they're selling the loose cigarettes in front of uh a bodega in new york wasn't that eric garner Oh Jesus Christ! I thought that was Eric Garner. Well, how about we? How about we look it up? Because I thought that was Eric Garner. Or you but, look up Eric yeah. Garner. I'll look up All Mike right. Brown. Teamwork makes the dream work. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Eric Garner. Was okay. the one in New York with the loose cigarettes? Um, in New York. Let's see here. Eric Garner, African American, five years ago, white police officer using a banned chokehold. Oh yeah. Couldn't breathe. Yep. In New York, and yeah. selling, yeah. accused yeah. of selling yeah. loose cigarettes. Yeah. It doesn't matter Mike what he Brown was doing. Mike Brown was uh, shot. Uh, he's in Ferguson, which is yep. where George Floyd. Not where George Floyd was killed, is it? Is no, that? no, no, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I always get those two mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was killed. He was shot. He was shot. Yeah. Was That's he the one that was um, running away? Uh, no, I think he, Jesus Christ! I don't remember. But this is the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're make, like we're making our point right now. We really is that are. there are so many uh, like this happens so much that we can't like there's no you can't keep shooting it of Michael Brown on August 9th, twenty fourteen. Michael Brown Jr., an eighteen year old black yeah. man, was fatally mm-hmm. shot by a twenty eight year old white Ferguson police officer, Darren Wilson, in the city of Ferguson, Missouri, suburb of St. Louis. Um, yeah, and I think uh, yeah. He was, I think he was the one that was running away, and he was yeah. shot when he was running away, which right. is like, where, where's the I mean, but the there's tons there? of them. Uh, you know, Trayvon Martin. Um, well, oh. he wasn't shot by a police officer, no, but no. Uh, that guy did George, get off. Yeah, he, George yep. Zimmer, he's still yep. alive right now, and he's a yep. freak, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Yep. I knew he was a piece, I see you heard about him and the Chappelle thing. Yep. Did you know he was doing that? 
I had no idea. He's yeah, he been was selling he's Skittles been for, and, oh, since it asshole. happened. He he like he, on social media. I don't think he does that as much the anymore. The fucking audacity. He man. used to brag about it it's all unreal. the time on social media and be like, "Who wants some?" You know, like like it's it's a it's a game. How 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 do you get off on that charge? Right. Well, they. I mean, they have ridiculous um, stand your ground laws in, in oh, uh, Florida. Florida. <sighs> it's it's so dumb. It's like it's like this guy wasn't even. They wasn't at his house. They like he just he just felt like this guy was doing a crime, right. uh, which what made you think that in the first place? Right. You, you see a black guy walking in your neighborhood. It's like this guy's probably doing some crime, so I'm going to approach him. And then with a gun on me because I because I get approached uh, because I'm approaching this this person aggressively. Obviously, the person's like, "Yo, back the fuck up!" Right. And uh, and then he gets killed. Yeah, it's um, terrible. So he was what 15, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a kid. Yeah, yep. and so. Um, Unreal, man. And so, uh, Black Lives Matter has been around for a long time, and we've seen it sort of ebb and flow, come come and go, like in in pop culture, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, with the deaths of these uh, black people, uh, mostly by police people, because but by police officers, because that's the thing. Like, that's why the only thing, I, the only reason I don't like to bring up Trayvon Martin, and I have no problem bringing him up, but the reason I don't like to include him in it is because it's like. That like there, I don't think there's a lot we can do about your neighborhood racist. Like I don't think like much like Ahmad Arbery, he was chased down in a similar fashion and killed. In, I don't South Carolina was that, and like those those um, those father and son ch- chased him down and killed him, and they were bragging about it in their town. And they yeah, put in someone up. they someone they knew filmed it and put out the video thinking that would help their case somehow. <laughs> it was like the, the the thought process makes no sense Those to me. Those guys deserve to rot in jail. And, and, and the thing is, now obviously that's disgusting, but it's like I don't know if there's anything we can do about that. Like there's nothing we can just do about general racism because that's never going to go away. Like that is ingrained into what makes us so great as a country is our racism. That's ingrained, ingrained into um, like like the i don't know that I don't know, it just seems so hard to just get like do away with racism that's what but like well it's, it's police it's brutality long... is something that is actionable yeah like, oh absolutely that is something that we can like we can we can track properly we can see that it's happening and we can actually like theoretically vote this like vote and make decisions to not have these police be, like departments yeah we can doing change this. we can change some of these things because it's systemic yeah. Whereas I think racism, what right, makes it's, racism more difficult is it's an ideology. Right. You know, and so so how do you, you know, how dare you tell me how to think kind of thing. Right. Whereas, you you're, know. You're, to end racism, you have to convince someone that, like, right. you know. That, that it's wrong. Right. I think. Uh, but I think education and I, and I think that hopefully in the future it will get better. Well, that's why I'm reading this book mm-hmm. is because it's like I like. I, I, I understand racism and I understand when I see it on a deeper level than someone just throwing out the N-word or saying, you're an animal. Like, that's right. blatant racism. And that's like 5% of racism, <laughs> you know? Right. There's, yeah, it's like, racism manifests itself in a lot of different ways. And that ways. racism to me, like, that's why I'm like, it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter, because obviously it's fucked up, but it's like, there's nothing right. we can do about it. And that is just, that's just, that's, that's, not even an American thing. That's a global thing. Yeah. Is racism? Oh yeah. And we like we, we see have, racism everywhere. We have a hierarchy of race everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like it's, it's like there's nothing you can do about that. 
but the systemic thing is is something that, you, and I think people hate that word systemic. I, I feel like people, <laughs> which essentially systemic just means that there are laws in place that make it uh, easier and mm -hmm. uh, legal to actively police black people and then protect white people. Like it's well, right. systemically set up to if you go after black right. people and and protect white people and and the white people are set up to use the police and call upon them when they need them right and the black people are let's set up where the black people are essentially like a surveil surveilled yeah um to for any crimes well, I mean, that they at, might look be at doing. all the all the videos of the karens you know these white women yeah. calling police and and that's the that's the terrible thing too is i feel like if if a white person says to a black person i'm calling the cops on you it's kind of a threat in a way yeah, of course. You Especially know, the way that that dog park right. lady said it. Right, but like, I <laughs> it's a hundred percent a threat. Right, because there's no way you haven't seen a video of uh, or heard, especially that woman, because that was. Like, there's no way you haven't heard about George Floyd. It's impossible that you haven't right. heard about that. And so, you, like, you're telling me, like, it, it was especially since she says, I'm going to call the cops on you. It's like, okay, that's one thing. That's ridiculous. That's one thing. Sure, you, you should know better. And right. even if it's a white person, why are you calling, like, what's, what's, what's the law? What's he be, doing? Like, yeah. I asked you a question to put a leash on your dog, which you're supposed to do. Right. Uh, why cops getting involved in the first place? But she then went another step to say, I'm going to tell them an African-American man is attacking me. Uh, and it's like, well, why do you have to do that part? Why, why are you adding right. that part in there? And it's like, well, because you know that it, once they hear African American or black person, they're really hopping to it, and they think they're about to encounter some aggressive, right? Uh, so they something come aggressive. In, yeah, they come in expecting coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hostile. Yeah, it's it's just terrible, man. I mean, uh, and and I I really I really do believe I don't think we should abolish the police. I don't think we need to get rid of it completely. Um, maybe I, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I do think we could defund it and use that money that we spend on all these military grade weapons and all this other stuff for, yeah. you know, use it for education, for, for, you know, medical help. You know, the fact that our doctors are still fighting this pan, the pandemic's still going on and doctors are wearing trash bags as PPE because yeah. they don't get enough money, but you have a cop in this goddamn, yeah, I <laughs> mean, Robo ready for suit. battle. Yeah. Ready like to just walk into war. It's yeah. crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, and they legitimately, you say war, but it's not a joke. They legitimately have surplus military gear. Right. And, um, yeah, see, that's the thing, is, like, I, when I first heard about abolishing the police or defunding the police, uh, I didn't get it. And, uh, like, I didn't really understand how that would work. Um, but then as I read more about it, I, I'm reading more about, like, the steps you can take to defund the police. So, like, uh, one, the... Uh, the demilitarization, as we've mentioned. I mean, right. they have... It's There's like, no need for that level of gear and weapons. Yes. There's just not. Yes. Y yes. I think the handgun they have on their waist should be... That should be more than one enough. thing they have, and it should be locked away in their trunk. Right. Like, in, like, it shouldn't be just ready to go when you're walking up to someone's car on a traffic stop. You're, you're un you know, unbuckling it and just holding on to it just in right. case. It's like then, as soon as any sort of sign of fear, which you're always afraid, yep. you're just going to be just, like, whip it out as a reflex. Well, aren't there, aren't there quite a few different police forces around the world that don't have guns on them? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Like, not in the U.S., yeah. No, yeah. Obviously not in the U.S. For sure. <laughs> like, I don't think British people, uh, cops have guns. Right. But yeah, and the thing is... I think is, it's definitely doable. Uh, other aspects of defunding the police that have made sense to me is... It, it's, it's that the police are expected to do way too much. Like, it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. There's no reason 
that the police should be required to handle like traffic violations involving um you know uh, uh you know maybe some safety thing maybe a broken tail light or um don't you know, they ge- don't they generate revenue though from like tickets e- they write that's very true i read an article about that yesterday um but it's just like um I wonder how many other countries do that, generate well, well, revenue. I don't know. That's a good question. But yeah. I read in Jalopnik, a popular car publication. That's where I actually read about how the police are expected to do way too much traffic-wise. Where right. it's like, you can have a, like, one, a lot of countries also don't have as much traffic presence on the street because they have camera systems. Right. Where speeding can easily yeah. be handled by cameras. And I don't I like the idea of cameras, I, really. Americans, yeah, we do not like the idea I don't of either, cameras. especially someone that speeds yeah. a little bit. I don't love it. <laughs> but I'd rather that than get pulled over by a police officer any day. Yeah. And, you know, like... Maybe it, they it, generate more revenue, It's been proven... <laughs> well, yes, that's true. It's been proven that... Um, that and, and so the thought is, it's like, all right, we, but we're trying to... We're trying to have safe streets. We can't have people just going 100 down right. the freeway or four, over this 50. This is in Germany, man. This is the Autobahn. Yeah, we can't have people going. And most of those are pretty heavily regulated, too, speed-wise. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't have, have cameras, right? Yes. Yeah. They don't really yeah. pull people over on the Autobahn. Probably for good reason. Yeah, it's probably dangerous as hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Think of all the altercations that have happened yes. because of minor traffic stops. Yes. Yeah, and so and right. so the, wow. thought is, is, the thought is it's like... Um, where it's like they're not it's not a safety thing because uh we've seen there there are we see the stats of crashes and somehow with the increased safety technology cars have with um the increased safety period that cars have uh we still see the same amount of accidents happening we don't see accidents going down we don't see people being safer on the street because people are enforcing these laws on how you should drive your car how your car should what state your car should be in that's Mm -hmm. not happening and so it's like okay so why are they pulling people over and you you hit the nail on the head it's a revenue revenue. yeah making money in a lot of cities in um in the united states uh, re- like revenue from or money from pulling people over is one of the highest forms of revenue in the ci- in the in the city behind like taxes. Mm-hmm. It, it, so it's a legitimate revenue source, and um, and then also you think well, even on that level, um, it makes more sense also to go after the um the poor people because one there's less chance of them you know taking it to court. There's less chance of legal right uh, re- like a lot of traffic laws you can actually fight in court and you might get off on pretty easily but that takes time and money yep. well, i've done it um and so it's just like it's just it, it's not it, it's not keeping us safe mm-hmm. it's not it's, it's just a money generator and it's a right. money generator in a system that was based off of patrolling and policing black people too right oh yeah well i mean if you look at just look at the statistics of number of black people arrested incarcerated yeah. you know over white people, I am willing to bet that white people break the law just as much, maybe even more than black people do. Um, uh, if anything, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say just as more only because uh, I don't know. It sounds weird, but uh, I mean, there's well, that's the thing. Another thing about Stamp from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kendi is he explains, uh, like he explains that where it's like that from from the beginning, this idea stamped from the beginning. It's been mm-hmm. stamped from the beginning that uh, black people are more aggressive and are more prone to criminality and are essentially criminals. That is how America was founded right. as the white people being the ruling class, mm-hmm. class, black people being slaves and criminals just from birth. Right. It's terrible. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
so the protests are great. I, I love it. I love to see it. I, um, you know, I, 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 I wonder what's going to come of it because a lot of it comes down to voting. A lot of it comes down to, oh, another thing about Stan from the beginning. A lot of it comes down to also is what is like a racist, you know, mm-hmm. because there is conversation. You know, I hear so many people where it's like, oh, that person's definitely not a racist. That person is there's no way that person's a racist. That person can't be a racist. And it's like, first of all, I'm hearing this from a white person. So why would they be a racist to you? It's like it's like you hear a white person say that and it's like, oh, so they're not just openly just like call, like just like talking shit about black people in front of you. Is that like, how do you you have no authority as a white person to say a white person is or isn't a racist it makes no sense to me um and then also like okay you're not a racist that my point that i made earlier is that like i don't think that matters because there's no way we're gonna do anything about racism that's that is Mm. stamped into our society as a whole but it's just like and so that's why Ibram X. Kendi and a bunch of people state that, uh, well, he says there are two different kinds of racists. There are segregationists, which is full on... uh, Separated whites and blacks apart. Yes, and that there is a clear line between them and that, um, you know, black people have a place below white people. That's Mm. where segregationists... But there's also assimilationists that believe that, you know, um, white, or excuse me, black people have a chance to be as good as white people. So, you know, think things like Bill Cosby saying, pull your pants up. Or think that, like, um, think about, like, well, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, that's a, well, Or think about, like, um, think about, like, uh, oh, you're one of the good ones, for example. You know, like, mm. oh, like the token black person, for example. Like, this one is, is cool with us, though, even though we don't, you know, we don't really, we, this is the cool one, and this one is, stuff like that is, is just as racist, because it's, it, it's, it's, like, per- perpetrating this idea that there's some sort of split between us, which was only done you know, for other people to feel better about themselves hundreds and hundreds of years right. ago. So so how do we how do we overcome this? Thing? Well, that's the thing. The third option is to be a like a anti racist. Okay. And so it's not just claiming that you're that racism is bad and you're yeah. not racist. So you're you're not helping anyone by saying you're not a racist. By voting that's for true. by voting for Obama, by yeah. um I mean that helps. I guess, <laughs> but by saying I don't know though. I've I've heard some people well, argue true. argue against that too. Like, well, like I, I heard some people, and maybe this plays into one of these types of racism. Um, I I heard uh, oh I forget who it was now, but they said that I think it was it was a white person uh, who said well, and and I, I'm paraphrasing what you know I saw them say mm-hmm. said something along the lines of uh, y'all had a black president and and all this and you still oh, couldn't yeah. solve these problems and it's like but they also say it like we gave them to you or something it's like you had a black president so racism is gone right that's not how racism works right. it's not like you well, can and that's just... the thing about systematic racism right where it's like it doesn't matter if we voted in one black guy one time right like he, there's no way he has the ability to uh dismantle the entire governmental system right that is made up of racism the, i mean it's, expunge it, every right you know record yeah especially since not... a lot of this stuff can be done a lot easier locally than by right. a president. Right. Like these are local government systems that are doing this, not the president. That's I w- ridiculous. I wonder though if that's why some of but, it flies more under the radar because it just doesn't get the yeah. media attention. There's not the awareness level of it. 
like there is for presidential stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, the presidential uh, elections, like the, you know, that gets all the popularity. That's what everyone cares about. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like a much bigger deal. It is a much bigger deal, but it seems, you know, it's like an event. Right. More people know about it because it's publicized a lot. You know, voting's coming up. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. But I, so, oh, yeah. So being an anti-racist or it's like it's not just not being racist and not saying the N-word. Uh, like you have to actively do things to to like uh, to fight racism. So you have voting is one of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, well, Donate, that's, oh, donating money to cor- yes. to the correct organizations. Yeah, donating money to the correct organizations. Protesting, um, protesting, um, supporting black businesses is a good mm-hmm. way to do it. I would say. Uh, or just not, you know, or just, you know, not only shopping at, you know, Walmart and whatever the big right. uh, local store is, like supporting local economies. Mm-hmm. Like there are like that's legitimate good in general for a lot sure. of things. Yeah, too. I mean, that's not just a race yeah. thing. But there are a lot of ways to and listen. Once again, I'm on page 70. I don't know all the ways to be an anti-racist. Right. I want to know. Well, because I, this you're going to tell me, me you're going to tell me and I really want to read this book. It's making me feel like a racist. Mm. <laughs> well, y- you know, it's it's really interesting, Jared, the the idea of. You know, when you read something and how it changes your, your opinions and, and your mind um, and, and your view of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, uh, but I think that's important. And I think uh, a lot of people, I'm sure as, as a white guy, I'm sure I've said or done racist shit in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not proud of it. I'm not, um, you know, condoning anything like that. And I want to, I want to be able to. Uh, you know, be an ally because I truly do believe that Black Lives Matter, and I think there's a lot of uh, injustice out there right now, and it yeah. needs to be changed. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is is white people specifically have such a tough time with that word, where it's with like r- racism. Yeah. And being racist because it's it to them it feels like especially on a personal level, if it, it, at least in what have I I've experienced, it feels like so like you can't say not like oh that was racist but then their response a lot of the times is i'm not i'm not racist racist. yeah where it's like it's like first of all we're all there's race like there's racism everywhere it's like like, i i would say there's racism everywhere but there's also prejudice sure i think there's a difference between but it's like we can like a person can call out racism and still and you like with without that having to be like a personal attack, be right. like that was racist, and like that's a learning experience now. But and it's immediately it like a personal viewed. attack, and right. then th- th- this person right. that gets called racist goes around thinking, "Oh, this person thinks I'm a racist." It's right. like it depends on what you did. Right. Like well, they sure, probably just think sure. you said or did some racist shit, but right. they don't quote unquote. It's like and once again, it doesn't matter. Right. That doesn't matter. But I, I will you, say, uh, I will say this though, Jared. I really would, I would think, and I would hope because we have such a good relationship as friends. Uh, and as podcasts and co-hosts, I, I would hope that you would call me out if I ever did yeah. say something. And, and it's, I think it's, it's, I, to the one, on the one hand, I do see where some of these other white people are coming from, where I think that is like one of the most, uh, you know, one of the worst things you can tell a white person who's like a woke white person is you're racist. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's like. You know, there's there's no way you can really, <gasps> yeah, and that's usually the reaction, right? Um, but but I, it would But that's the thing is, I don't think someone, unless they are racist, like just full on, just like right. always, like Candace Owens, for example, mm-hmm. people can't wrap their mind around 
calling like black people calling her racist because she is black but it's like yeah right. but everything she spouts and talks about is supporting like just full-on white supremacy right where it's like you, you could like that's racist <laughs> like that's what yeah. racist is um doesn't get more racist than white supremacy right, just full-on just full-on right. just say yeah and and so there's no subtlety to what she's doing at all right but yeah and and i i think that people white white people are so afraid of of, of racism to the point where like like they they reject it when they get called it. But it and there's should, always a but it but if we want progress it can't be like that anymore. It can't be like that if 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 you know if I get so offended because you say I said something racist when I did say something racist yeah. how are we going to get better? Well, how can we improve the situation? Now, I'm I'm happy that you're happy to or you're you're willing to listen to me if I were to call out call you out for some racist shit, which there's nothing that comes to mind immediately. Um, but I'm sure I can think of something. Give me pro- a second. Pro- probably. No, <laughs> um, but um, uh, you see, there's still this little part of me that feels like I need to protect, like protect you if I make some sort of joke about racism. Too, I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, it, like it's it is very, but like, I, I I don't think me or people like me calling out racism is going to fix it. I feel like I don't think because, it'll fix it because either. I don't think white people hearing black people say racism i don't think they believe it i think they think we use it as some sort of excuse for stuff or right. i think we use it as Playing a go-to victim or yeah and i think it needs to be white people telling white people yeah. that some racist shit right or like calling them out on racist shit i agree are you uh now let me ask you chad mm-hmm. are you uh now this has been this has been bothering me for a bit mm-hmm. we we've talked about um and and don't worry i'm gonna say this but then I'm going to turn it back on me in a second. We've talked about uh, one of your friends, mm-hmm. and we talk about oh, him. Yeah, and you're I like, know, you're I, like, I know where this is going. Yeah. And you're like, uh-huh. I can't. He's like, and we we talked about how he's a, a Trump supporter. You're like, I can't let him go. You know, he's been my friend for forever, and he's a very close friend. Before we knew anything, I'm putting words in your mouth right now. But I'm imagining this because I've you're been good. in the same place yeah. before we knew yeah, anything we about politics. You're here last time, yeah. Before we knew anything about politics, yeah, but we didn't really talk about it. We just kind of like skimmed we mentioned over it. it. Yeah, continue. Like though. every time, you know, I knew this person before I knew anything about politics before I even understood racism and they've been my friend forever and I get that um, but like like th- that right there is shows me that like that that's just an ex- a tiny example mm-hmm. of how I think this is never going to change mm. because it's just like it's just like well, I'm I'm not I, I, okay I won't call him a racist I don't know him but I do know that he voted for someone that is outwardly supporting and espousing racist views mm-hmm. and he and i don't care what the excuses that oh it's economic my tax returns never look better i don't know what the excuses right but but you're but in my mind when i see that i'm like oh, like okay well i'm not like i'm not saying chad supports any anything that this guy says but he hangs out with him mm-hmm. he treats him like a good guy he doesn't i'm talking about you you don't acknowledge yeah. that he's voting for a racist you don't tell him to a face his face you're supporting racism and i'm friends with someone that is happy to support racism you know and so and i've been in that situation i've had multiple friends especially from high school when i um came back to michigan my i went to a catholic mm-hmm. school so obviously i was friends with this was all all pre all of this stuff not right. pre all of it actually i graduated in 2010 it was obama time so i heard some racist right. shit with that but like it wasn't it w- like the p- politic politics wasn't as racially wasn't as charged as it is today. Especially, if, weirdly enough, it's more racially charged now with Trump in office than it was with Obama. Yeah. Um, and it's just like 
and it's just like i can't hang out with this person it's like i see what this person says on instagram or twitter or whatever or even just likes something that tommy lauren or trump posts oh god and it's like and it's like do you believe that i was like so do you believe what the other stuff she said do you believe the other stuff he said and it's like it's like how can you support that but then also turn around and tell me that like you love me and that and and how can i have any trust in you as my quote-unquote friend that if it were to come down to you supporting me in some racist shit whether i get pulled over by a cop or something or i don't know so any sort of racist shit right what why should i believe that you would have my back in any sort of way because you are showing that you support uh and i feel the exact same way with drew scott too mm-hmm. it's just the same shit where it's like i didn't I, what happened man he got so conservative yeah or was he uh, always like that i don't know i, I don't know I, I that's the thing though we're also in college where no one really seemed to talk about like politics that's was, true and which is part of the problem is we were so just unaware of anything in, in in the united states i think we have a huge problem we're not good about talking about Things yeah. like politics, races. I mean, heavy topics. We're not always good at it. I think we're yeah. getting better. But Well, and see, that's what I'm saying. And that's where I want to go with it. Is that, is that like, I'm not telling you that I'm going to end my friendship with you. Um, oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm not telling you that I'm going to... Oh, the battery died. I'm not telling you that I'm going to end my friendship with you because of this, by no means. I, w- I would hope not. What I'm saying is that um, there's definitely a part of me, though, that's like, that's like... Okay, yeah. We're now we're in this place where all right, we've established that we've established that Chad's not a racist. But how far could he not be a racist if he is buddy buddy with people that are clearly supporting racist stuff, you know? Where mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's part of the problem where it's like not only just not, you know, just doing the right stuff yourself, but then also calling out the people that are quote unquote not doing the right stuff. Right, and so whenever I hear you say that, and I've heard it a few times, I'm just like, okay, so you're telling me that you're you're cool being friends with a racist, essentially. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. And what are you gonna? You're, you're, I see. I already. I could already feel the. Well, he. I haven't noticed any racism come out or something like that. You literally read, yeah, <laughs> read my mind. Yeah, man. It's. Uh, you're, you're right. Uh, it's just, I, I, I know it's hard, dude. I, I I know it's hard. I've I, I've had a lot of. Um, like struggle with it like i had a friend who um like i gave up a a while ago and um every now and again he would text me occasionally and i just wouldn't answer and one time in philly maybe like a year or so ago i answered and he was you know he was talking he lives in uh the dc area and he was talking about how uh, and this was when i was in philly so we were relatively Mm -hmm. close and he was talking about how we should hang out and how he's you know living the good life in dc and all this stuff and in my head in my head i was thinking I was like, I mean, we've been friends for so long, or we had been friends for so long, um, and but as and, and I was so close to actually doing it, mm-hmm. um, but then I got actually this job in Michigan, and I and, and I just stopped. Talk- and I was like, and then in my head, I'm like, why was I even considering it, and why was I putting myself in that situation to hang out with someone that is openly supporting stuff that is against mm-hmm. me? And I was like, I can't do it. I cannot for like I would for, for, forget that guy for my own conscience. I cannot do that. Um, and so that's, the, uh, but, I, but it's, hard. I think it's it takes for a me strong person because to do that. I, like, it's, it's personal to me, you know, it's, right. it's personal to me. It, and that's what I think is the problem with people like you. I'm sorry. Or it's like, no, it's not You're personal good. to you or it's like, he's a cool guy to hang out with. Right. Um, you know, fun stuff always happens when he's around, uh, and it's not personal, you know? Right. Yeah. 
You're 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 right though. I mean, one hundred percent about it's it's difficult, you know, being friends with somebody who who yeah they you know voted for Trump, definitely supports uh, somebody who yeah has an agenda against uh, black people, you know, all, all sorts of all sorts of people, minorities, black people, um, and you're right i mean my i mean my sister is you know has has a, a wife mm-hmm. you know and they, i have two great nephews and and i remember when trump got elected i mean my nephews were both in tears yeah because they were worried you know what's going to happen that's a good i didn't even think about your sister is it you would think it should be more personal for you then because yeah. trump is actively also dismantling uh rights and laws that are helping oh, yeah. the lgbt commu- yep. community yes sir yeah, and the worst part is my my aunt and my cousin. Uh, like how I said aunt, that's how you say it, Jared. Um, Apparently, I say aunt weird. Rolls rolls off the tongue easier than aunt. Uh, but anyways, um, my uh, my my aunt is a. Now I feel like a fucking snob saying it that way. Anyways, she, oh, I see she, how it is. She, well, you don't you don't sound snobby. I sound I feel snobby. Anyways, uh, she is also a Trump supporter, and like. We've we've had a couple. Wait, your lesbian aunt? No, no, she no, no. I don't have a lesbian aunt. I'm just my. Oh, sorry, your sister. Yeah, my, oh. No, my sister didn't vote. Well, that's but, what I was, I, when you said aunt. That first time right. I was thinking of your sister. No, your no, whole no. Time. But but they're a Trump supporter as well. Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's terrible, man. How does that happen? I don't know, bro. I don't know. She, yeah, my my aunt, and I think also my sister and my brother-in-law might have also. Voted for Trump back in 2016. Hmm. Well, see, and once again, I'm not, well, maybe I am. This is exactly why I think there's nothing we can do about this. Because uh, you, your parents, uh, I think that you guys are well-meaning people. Um, But also, you still hang out with your family, I imagine. You still talk to your family. You don't, Mm -hmm. I assume, for the calmness of Thanksgiving or whatever, it's like, let's just not talk about politics um, and it's just, and it's just, it's easy to do that. I have to let's say this. Mm-hmm. I have never had that challenge because I've never been to a uh, family function where there's any sort of confusion about how we feel about the the president in our house. Right. So there's no sort of like, well, we got to step over it because it's going to get weird. It's like that doesn't really happen in my family. Um, but th- that's what I'm saying. And listen, that's why it feels so weird right now because I, I like, I'm just using you as the only example I have in front of me of why I don't think we can do anything about this Mm. um now let me turn this back on me when this whole when this whole thing really got started um there was that whole there was this whole sort of thing about you know reach out to your black friends listen to black people check in on your black people um because yeah you know they're 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 exhausted and they're angry and they're frustrated and and it, it it you sometimes you do feel very alone especially uh, since most black people go to school or work, or a lot, not most, but uh, I don't know, a lot of black people go to school or work in, you know, predominantly white areas. Uh, and so you're just, you know, you're just sometimes, like I remember when I was at work, for sometimes I'm like, like how are we just doing work normally here? Like nothing's happening right now. Um, and, you know, sometimes work has to go on. I don't blame them per se. But they talk about, there's a lot of talk about reaching out to black people. And, um, it definitely got me thinking because uh, Nolan, you remember Nolan? I lived mm-hmm. with him. Yep. He texted me randomly close to when this all this stuff started, and he's like, "Listen, dude, like I don't know. I can pull it up so I don't mess it up. I'm not going to say it exactly. That's weird, but I'll, I'll just so I get the the gist of it. Paraphrase it. Um. So he texted me this long ass thing saying, "Uh, Jesus, long. Uh, I hope you're well. All things considered, I want to reach out because I've done a lot uh, thinking in the past couple of days." 
It's led me to listen to a lot of listening, self-reflection, and empathy. The truth is that you are my closest friend who's black. Just that statement is pretty sad in my opinion. The fact that it took this that took us meeting in Vienna, uh, living in the same apartment, and bonding over shared interest for me to call uh, a black man a true friend really shows how systematic racism, racism has plagued this country, and especially the area I grew up in, which he grew up in, like, New Hampshire mm-hmm. uh, area, so super white. Uh, it shouldn't be that way, not going to lie. I was hesitant sending this text, but I realized my silence during this time would be disrespectful and serve no purpose. I'm not sure that you will uh, think of it. I'm not sure what you'll think of it, but I truly wanted to send this, uh, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, like, obviously, like, I, was, I wasn't thinking about him. <laughs> like, and to see that, I was like, damn. I, I said, I, I was like, thanks. Like, I recognize how hard it is. Like, I don't like, oh, I'm totally out of frame, just chilling here. I was like, I don't <laughs> like, um... I don't like reaching out to people in the best of times. Uh, on their birthday, right. I'm like, oh god, I gotta call this person. <laughs> um, and so, like, I know how hard it is, but like, it does mean a lot just for you to acknowledge what's happening. Um, not that I need that from you, I guess, but like, especially someone that's not my closest friend. So I don't talk to him all the time. We hung out right. in Philly maybe like a year before this, uh, before I moved back or something. It was a great time, but like, you know, we're not close friends. I don't, we don't keep catch up all the time. Um, but it's nice to know that, uh, that he's thinking about it and mm-hmm. that he's aware of it. Sure. And I had, um, friends like, um, that like Don, that would, that would be like, listen, bro, like, I don't, I don't know what to say but i just feel like i need to reach out to you and, and check in on you and and like and that's the thing where it's like i understand wh- I, what are you supposed to say i was like oh right i just learned racism is happening but that's the thing <laughs> right, is that a lot of these work. a lot of people that i have talked to have don't have no idea the level that that it's at you know right and um so that that's the good part but the reason i bring this up not just to brag about my friends and shit on your friends <laughs> <laughs> is on the same note it is surprising to see who, and when I actually I take that back, it's not surprising to see who doesn't even reference what's happening to me, you know? And, and some of my closest friends don't even talk about it. I have a friend, I'm sure you know him. I have talked to him a few times since this has all happened, and we just talk about work, we talk about uh, just normal shit, like uh, normal shit. And I'm like, interesting. And I, I don't, I'm not interested in asking him about it or asking his opinion because I feel like the silence says enough. Mm. And I've even made in the past just like stupid jokes about, about race or like, or like him being racist or something. Just a joke, a legitimate joke. Mm. And he gets so uncomfortable just at the idea really? of race, okay. the idea of talking about race, mm. the idea of recognizing racism. And, um, and I'm like, I'm, and in my head, I'm like, this is part of the, like, you're part of the problem. Yeah. And especially since I know also he doesn't fucking vote. And I'm like, or at least in the past couple elections, okay, he I hasn't th- voted. I thought I knew who you were talking about. Now I have no idea. You know who right. I'm talking about. Do I? Yeah, you do. Okay. There, it, there's no confusion on who it is. Uh, you, you, well, I'll tell you after. You All know right, exactly right. who I'm, well, you All don't know who I'm talking about, but you know, you know, this person's very close to me. Okay. I think, anyways. Um, okay. And it's just like, this, this is like, and I was like. I'm like, I get that you're probably scared or something, but it's like, do you think just like totally him, him totally not acknowledging what's happening right now in any sense of the matter, being so afraid to talk about 
race or even uh, I don't know reflect on the fact that he has a black friend or something it 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 almost makes me feel like I don't know dude you're just as sh- shaky this is the term I've been using a lot mm-hmm. in my home with my partner some of my friends I'm starting to think are a little shaky, shaky. and you're just to, you're to me you're just as shaky as Chad's Trump supporting or Trump supporter uh, friend mm-hmm. it's like what's the difference between right really it's like you're not acknowledging any anything about race you don't we, we, like you're not even acknowledging that one of your closest friends i thought mm-hmm. is, you know is black and is somehow is experiencing this does that right. not concern you and it's just like and you're not voting and it's just like how this is like right. you're no different than um like like that's why i'm saying i can only shit on you so much because right. i feel like i'm just as much a part of the problem with some of my friends too mm. Yeah, and it's sad. Like it's sad because I'm talking about, I'm not talking about someone I talk to Once randomly. In a while, but yeah, and that's okay. the thing is the people I do talk to randomly are the one, one of the ones that reached out to me, and right. when my closest friend, right. one of my closest friends, yeah, doesn't even mention that's, it. That's that's really good to know though, Jared. You know, because I guess because you and I are such close friends, I obviously I'm aware of what's been going on, but it pains me to say I never thought to reach out to you. Yeah. Well, see, I don't. Uh, now I'm not. Now I don't want to make it seem me. like I need that. You know, well, like well, no, no. <laughs> now it feels I, weirder. I'm right. like, I'm, I'm your friend, and you don't care right. about how I feel. But you I, know the I don't think it was a matter of caring about how you feel because obviously I sure. think it's pretty obvious. You know that I care about how you feel. Um, but I think maybe some of it is is like you mentioned is it's it's not easy to talk about race. But I feel like at the yeah. same time, uh, we I'm I'm gonna hear call upon myself for the white delegation here. We white people need to acknowledge, yes, it's difficult, but it's not our, it's, why is it our choice to decide, well, oh, it's difficult, I don't want to talk about it. Right. It's, it's, it shouldn't be my choice. You know, I'm not the one that is, is going through a lot of this at the same personal level. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Well, and that's why it's not so difficult for us as black people to talk about race. Like, you know, at, like family functions and stuff, we'll make all right. sorts of jokes about like, you know, like, uh, you know, like you know black people around you know white people or cops or something right but it's just like that's because we we don't have this stigma because we don't have a choice to have this stigma around talking about race because we you live it if you ignore you, race yeah. you turn into candace owens right <laughs> you know right wherever it's like and the only reason candace owens is successful and pe- and white people love her is because it justifies white supremacy and white racism right. it makes white people feel comfortable about their racism sure. People, yeah, people like to hear that their views and, and opinions and everything is right. Yeah, it's and validating ju- the racism. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, uh, just terrible. And, and like, yeah, I, I, I know, I, I understand it's hard. And I, I'm not telling you to just, like, call your aunt and sister after all this and be like, hey, guys, fuck you. Right. Uh, <laughs> you racist. It really shocks me that uh, you have a sister that is in a gay relationship. And then the other sister with, voted for Trump. Yeah. Oh, so one did and one didn't. Right. Oh, oh, wait. But nobody oh, in the relationship, they both voted for Hillary, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, excuse me. I misunderstood you. I f- yeah. So, so, so you're... My you have- sister and her partner voted Hillary, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I okay, I hope they're not okay. upset about me talking about their voting. I don't, I don't think they would. I would just... Anyway. No, I would just find it shocking that a no, someone in a gay no, relationship... No. I mean, it happens, It happens, obviously. yeah. It but does it, happen. It, as a, on a general, you know, like... I know a few gay sh- people who support Trump. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of black people that voted for Trump, too. But on, on a right. whole, it would be surprising if you're just a stranger you hear, like right. a black stranger. is like, oh, you voted for... Okay, it wasn't that so now now here's my question though jared mm-hmm. so so we've talked about all the stuff and so so someone votes for trump you know they're they're 
you know, voting against, against, you know, black people against a lot of different people. Right. Mm -hmm. But now, now here's my question. So say you have someone who voted for Trump in 2016. Um, at the time, maybe they didn't realize things were going to become the way they are. They, they take a look at things, they reevaluate things. Maybe they don't vote for Trump or other people in the future. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying that we need to not acknowledge that they made terrible decisions that have uh, you know that could be de that are racist in the past. But if they try, is there any redemption for these people? Sure, of course. I mean, obviously, there, there's really no benefit in uh, just signing off every every everyone racist like that completely just, because right. then uh, that you know, doesn't solve anything either. Right? Because yeah, but yeah. Um, but I think there has to, like, you have to be willing to call out friends. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to call out family and put yourself in those uncomfortable positions. Because I think then, when especially when they hear it from someone close to them, so a white person close to them, right. it will make them think more than if they hear uh, like a hear some black person on Twitter call them racist and right. like, well, 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 I'm can, not a racist. Can I tell you I have a little a story? Friend. Sure. Uh, and I, I hope I hope it's okay with. Uh, well, here I won't say who it is, but. Uh, there, there's a. Uh, Listen, I have no problem there's, saying there's, people's names. There's a, um, <laughs> all right, fine, fuck it. I had a, a really interesting conversation with my mom a few days ago. Oh, I don't. It's gonna be yep. that close to home. Yep. Yeah. With my mom <laughs> okay. a couple days ago, and uh, and you know, she asked me. She asked me, and I really appreciate the fact that she asked me. She said, "Well, what what exactly is Black Lives Matter?" Mm -hmm. um, which I think a lot of older white people are having difficulty. I think they, they read the sentence and they, they think it implies things that it does not imply. And right. so my mom asked me about Especially it. since I assume your mom's not deep into Twitter like I am. No. My mom, <laughs> I think, no, not at all. Um, and so, so she asked me about it. And so I told her, I said, well, I said, okay, so, so I understand that you, you think that all lives are important and all lives matter. Uh, that, that's not what the question is here. The question right. is, you know, why are black lives being lost by police and, you know, all sorts of other reasons? Right now, we need to give attention to the fact that black lives matter and they're not being treated the way that they should be treated. Right. And after I kind of explained this, I think she really started to understand the idea of black lives matter and understand this movement. Um, and I appreciate the fact that she even was willing to have a conversation about it because I sure. think a lot of people... It's an uncomfortable topic to talk about, but it's important to talk about. And she said, now, I, and my counter to what she said, I'll, I'll tell in a moment, but what she said was, you know, well, I, I just didn't know about what the movement was about. And my response was, well, you know, you have, you have a computer. You can easily find out. Sure. But, but I think for some people who watch the news, I think they would hope that maybe the news would highlight some of these things. Yeah, especially people your parents' age where, like, right. that... Uh, like, as far as they've known, that's where you go to get information on what's right. happening in the world. But it's that's not Twitter. So it's not social media. It's bastardized not online. These right. days where there's no sort of like I I don't even know what source you're supposed to go to to get just the, the just the news. I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you a place I like. Um, they're not sponsored. We should be sponsored by. Them. We should ask. <laughs> them. Uh, it's called, I believe it's called AllSides.net, mm. and I like this because they take different news articles and they give you kind of a spectrum. So, because I think it's important if you're looking at news, not an opinion, you know, not an op-ed, but a news article, um, you need to make sure it's factual. And, and so by looking at these and being able to compare them, you can kind of draw the line and see what's opinion and what's fact. Uh, sure. And I think you get a better picture of things. But yeah. Um, but and, and so they also have like, like, this is what the right would think of this. And this is what the left, exactly. would, their opinion would be on exactly. this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking of right and left, though, stay tuned to our next episode to talk about <laughs> yeah. righties and lefties. Um, <laughs> it's quite a teaser. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, I mean, it, uh, definitely asking a question is a great, a great place to start. Um, and and, and it is, it we're, we're just going to go rehash stuff now. But it is so funny, too, that these people that claim to not understand Black Lives Matter and claim all lives matter mm-hmm. are saying, like, Blue Lives Matter, for example. Right. And it's like, how do you... Where, how do you, how can you logically explain to me that you understand that mm-hmm. of people that choose a job, <laughs> right, and are uh, armed to the teeth, yep, and can and make the decision some. make can make the decision to to do these things, right, versus someone that's just walking down the street and next thing they know a cop's asking them where you're going, what you know, what's your name, you know, put your hands behind your back, just out of nowhere. Right. I saw a video the other day. Uh, this dude was in a park, and uh, and a cop just rolled up on him in a park, like in the car. Uh, guns drawn. He's like, put oh, your God. hands up, walk toward me, all that stuff, you know, screaming, get down, get down. And then he looked at him and he's like, oh, wrong person, my bad, and just drove away. Oh, jeez. <laughs> in my head, I, the sad part is in my head, I'm like, oh, this is a positive encounter. <laughs> right. And that's still not a good encounter at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, this dude's traumatized. He had a gun held to his held right. to him and he was mm. like, he's tr- tr- treated like a criminal. He's just hanging out in a park. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, So it's like, how, like, how could you, like, I just don't, un- like, why well, I understand it. It's it, like, and that's why I also think this stuff isn't going to get fixed because, like, you can't just call uh, all, so an all lives matter say you're racist. Right. But as someone that's reading the stand from the beginning book, I'm like, that's exactly <laughs> right. Like, this is all going back to stand from the beginning and the form of race in the world, yeah. in America specifically, too. Yeah. It's and the other thing is too. I this may sound very paradoxical or like an oxymoron, but I really believe if you if you believe in the statement all lives matter right now and you understand the connotations and the context no lives matter yeah yes if, but if you're if you're willing to argue because but these blue lives mm-hmm. or all lives matter people don't believe in racism they don't believe in systematic racism and they don't believe is it because that, they're so privileged that they just have these blinders on like a I horse think, blinder and they just don't want to be confronted with a harsh reality part of, of it is, what is yeah it? sure and part of it is that you know, as we mentioned before, most white people have grown up just assuming that police are, you know, there to fight criminals. Right. Um, and they're like, they're, they're there to protect us. What are you talking about? Right. But then, uh, and then it's like they're protecting everyone. But then I think then that goes to. They are not protecting everyone. But then I think they, they either don't believe that, like, they don't, what they don't believe about the fact that po- black people are policed at a much higher rate. And by policed, I mean, like, followed, mm-hmm. uh, like, surveilled. Surveilled. Said, yeah, yeah, I love that word. It's a surveilled. Cool word, yeah. <laughs> Is that like. Arrested, beaten, is I think killed. these people think that black people are committing more crimes. They're like, right. they're just going after the criminals. And then, for example, like they'll pull up, well, no, I mean, this person had like a, a, a two-ounce weed charge uh, six years ago. Right. They're a criminal. So what, yeah. like, where it's like, okay, Ridiculous. so first of all, that doesn't Ridiculous. explain how they even got to the point of acknowledging, like, how, they don't know this person. <laughs> How do they even get to the point of acknowledging that this person was a criminal? And then it's like, why are they even Skin approaching ridiculous. this person? Yeah. Where it's like, it's, and, and so it's like, you don't, these people aren't willing to admit, because I, I, so I think these people believe that like, no, the black people are committing the crimes. Because then you also hear that black on black crime shit, where it's like, which, well, that. Which also, that statement drives me nuts, because you don't see any other statistic, I don't think. You won't see white, like, I'm sure if you Google it, you can find it. Yeah, they don't, but, but they don't, don't categorize white on white right, crime. Right, or Asian on Asian, or Hispanic <laughs> right. on Hispanic. And then also, yeah. they, when they say that, it's like, okay, so, first of all, 
yeah, of course black people commit crimes. So does everyone in the world. Everyone commits crimes. Right. But it's like, uh, are you not going to acknowledge that these communities have been segregated to a point where they literally are not allowed to buy houses in certain neighborhoods, literally right. have been pushed into neighborhoods legally by white people. So it's like, they're, and a lot of people are in situations where, like if you grew up in a black neighborhood, a Hispanic neighborhood or something, a lot of people, those are the only people they interact with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's their community. So crimes are being committed at the same rate or like but like right. they're doing it where they are like most people probably would which mm-hmm. is in their black community because you push them there right and, and it's it's and it's like th- that idea doesn't even make any sense to, to say that it's and it, that that is one of the most racist things i've ever heard because mm-hmm. it's like so why are we categorizing black crime <laughs> you know why we're categorizing black crime because from the beginning of time blacks have been stamped as criminals like that has that was their status upon being stolen from Africa was criminal, and it's like we're helping you not make you a criminal by making you a slave and and converting you to Christianity. We're doing you a favor, we're saving you. Yeah, yeah, this white savior thing, and we still see a lot of that's that's why for for me as a white person, Jared, I feel like you have to toe a line because obviously I don't support racism by any means, but I also don't want to be that white person that is like views myself as a, as I'm your white savior. One of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bullshit. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, I make mistakes. I'm a flawed person. I am by no means anybody's savior. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to try to help you. I'm happy to listen to you. I'm happy to talk to you, but I'm not your savior. Why should I be your right. savior? You know? And that's the thing is, uh, I don't think black people need saving and that's where no, they don't. Th- that's where the, that's where the talk to your own people comes in where it's like, like, Theoretically, like we don't need to be part of part of this. Besides the fact that we're the ones being persecuted, we don't need to be part of this. It needs to be, right. you know, white people talking to white people. Yeah. So it's like be a white savior amongst a lot of white this people. is a white people problem. <laughs> Save yeah. your racist white people and be that kind of savior. Right. Black people don't need the saving. That's a lot more constructive. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to talk about. Uh, I actually did not expect us to get this heated. One thing I, I did want to talk about. I told about, you, man. I told you. Have you been from the beginning, <laughs> dude? It's so this I know exactly. I kind of knew this was gonna happen. I've, my mind's been reeling about what I'm going to talk about right. for <laughs> since we brought this up like last week. Um, have you been noticing um, the popular trend? <laughs> now I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. Hopefully, the popular trend on social media these days the this you move. What's that? So I have an example. This so, you, I, I haven't heard of. So this. there have been a lot of companies. I don't even need to look it up. I know, I know what it is. So you know, there have been a lot of companies. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, you know, sort of the the corporate response. I I work in in marketing, um, and so like I I when I see marketing campaigns or marketing acts, you know, I think about it sort of like from a from like a I don't know Michael Jordan watching. Um, a basketball game. I'm the Michael Jordan of marketers. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> like you, you, I analyze it more than I, uh, more than I like just enjoy it or don't enjoy it okay. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing all these companies, all these companies with sort of their statement about like you know we do not condone racism, we support blah 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 blah. And then it's and then someone will you know they'll tweet it or something, right? And then and then someone will will you know quote retweet it and be like this you and they'll link to. For example, I'll just give you an example. 
Starbucks. Wait, wait, wait. Can I? Oh, I already know. Yeah. I do know. Can can sure, I? Sure. Mind if I? Sorry sure. to steal your thunder, buddy. No, no but, please. But yeah, this is this is crazy. Yeah, the well, in in Starbucks, didn't they say that uh, employees couldn't wear anything that supported the Black Lives Matter movement, and well, then they retracted their statement? But first, so first, this 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 first started um, with Starbucks coming out with their. With, with their message to the blacks, you know? Oh, jeez. Okay. And I'm sure it was fine. You know, I, I don't know how you can make those good or bad. Like, they're kind of hard to do right, I right. guess. But, like, it was like, you know, we support all these things and we support inclusion. You know, we, you know what they say. What, right. Whatever, whatever company's right. saying. Generic. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And sure, fine. You should probably say it, I guess. But, right. no but do really, you mean it? And do you stand by and it? And that's the thing. And people say, put your money where your mouth is. That's a great right. way to show it. But then... After, days after that happened, mm-hmm. um, one uh, an employee at Starbucks had a pin in their hat that, like a you know, B- BLM Black Lives Matter or something, uh-huh. and and um, you know they were told not to wear it, and they were told that they're not allowed to like um, not allowed to like support causes and stuff like that, and uh, and so when they put out their message about like you know we support everyone and Black Lives Matter all that right. stuff, someone said this you, and they showed like. Uh, Starbucks, you know, bans people for wearing Black Lives Matter related uh, paraphernalia or whatever the word is. And it's just like, it's just like, then that's, and I hate that. I hate that. You know, and we talked about Michael, jo- Michael Jordan and, um, and the Jordan Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they, they put their money where their mouth is. And I've seen other companies put their money where their mouth is. It's like, you know, we give our generic, we love black people quote. But then after that, they say, and then we're going to commit $100 million over the next 10 years, for example. That's what Jordan, right. Jordan Company mm-hmm. did. It's weird to say Michael Jordan because he's the name of the company, but obviously like he's not in, sitting in a cubicle. Uh, <laughs> right, probably not. No. <laughs> Taking calls. Doubt it. <laughs> um, um, but like you, like you got to put your money where your mouth is, and Starbucks did the opposite of put their money where their mouth is. And, and that's where that, that's another aspect of that systemic racism thing where it's like we, we don't believe you, you know? Right. Right. Well, and I think talk is cheap. It's yeah. really easy to say, yeah, we support inclusion and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Even NASCAR did a better job of it than Starbucks. Right. <laughs> who, who would have thought, Jared, in 2020, NASCAR would denounce the Confederate flag and their, their, a lot of their drivers. Right. And their drivers would be dunking on a lot of these racist assholes on right. Twitter and elsewhere. Um Yet Starbucks, uh, which is from Seattle, well, Seattle, which is pretty liberal, they're, right? Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they sort of get this because they're from Seattle. Uh, they sort of get this sort of like liberal, and the, you know they're kind of fun, right? and you know, like the, right. the vibe is very. But it, but it, you know what it is though? It's a the, corporation. The, at the, end I, of the, the day. irony of it, it is is um, to me like like it's very like rich white woman liberal you know yeah where it's oh, like, sure. like like the like the uh like it's the karen like, yeah, yeah it's a bit karen-esque <laughs> yes. for sure it's definitely a bit karen-esque like it's, yeah it's so it's like yeah it's liberal but like it, like that's not a, that's uh, well that's another thing i hate we won't even get into that but i hate just people just like claiming they're not racist because they're liberals it's like yeah you can definitely still be racist it's, it's be about liberal. white and black it's not yeah. about your i mean that's part of it but it's not right. solely based off of your political uh well leaning. i think that's the thing is that people when people are called racist or or you know anything like that they view it as kind of this one-sided one-sided coin but racism yeah. is very multifaceted yeah which is why the i have black friends thing always comes up where it's like well right. no i i like black people right yeah but and it's it, like, it was never a question of if you like them or not it's a <laughs> right. question of are you supporting them in a way that 
you know, is constructive and useful. And mm-hmm. are you That's listening why to them? Are you, yeah. As Ibram X. Kendi says, it's not enough to not be racist. You have to be an anti-racist. Right. Well, well. also, uh, Eli Weasel, who was, uh, um, he was, uh, oh, where was he? Was he, he was either in Auschwitz or Birkenau. I don't remember. I think Auschwitz. He wrote a book called Night. And he talks about how if you are silent, mm-hmm. you, could, you could still be against racism. But if you are silent, if you don't yeah. voice your opinion... Uh, you are on the side of the oppressor, yeah, which I think is very concept, true. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Where it's very like true. all those, all those people, uh, all those Nazis after the, um, after you know the Holocaust and all that stuff that tried to get sympathy, saying like, for my family, oh, I didn't, right. I didn't have a choice. I had to join. You know, first I was in the Hitler Youth, and then I was. Uh, it's like I didn't have a choice. Where it's like, I mean, you always have a choice, right? And and. And you chose to live in, 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 and that's also a great example of how it's so easy to fall into a place where you're justifying friendships, where you're justifying uh, voting for someone because it's like, oh, I don't believe in that part, but I believe in, you know, their economic policy. Like, I'm a Republican because of economic reasons. It's like, yeah, but you have to take all of it. And all of it is, so you're telling me your bank account getting another thousand dollars or is more important than my your life. refund check is more important mm-hmm. than the fact that rule laws are actively affecting your sister for example right right yeah yeah that's that's very true jared yeah that was uh that was fun do you want to talk about um that was i i think honestly at, at, at this point oh yeah we should talk about the song of the pod um but i think at this point let's just do the song of the pod and uh and call it good. I'm good I, with that. Yeah, because I think the other stuff just right now just does not seem, seem appropriate. Place, yeah. yeah, it just really doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about our song of the pot. It is by an artist named Buddy, featuring I believe it was ASAP Ferg. I believe so. I remember I don't you saying say that. The wrong one. Yeah, I think it's ASAP Ferg. I don't have it pulled up. I, I believe um, you're right. I'll, I'll look it up while yeah. you're talking. But I, I believe uh, you're right. And it, it the title is called Black. Uh, it is the the beat is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um it, I mean it's just it's great. I'm I'm terrible at this. Um. <laughs> you, you you let us know, Jared. What, um, I mean, I mean, it's, what do you like about it? Did I send this song to you? Where is it? Uh, anyway, did. it's it's a it, it's weird that the YouTube thumbnail didn't pop. Yeah, up. and so when it doesn't pop up, it doesn't show up like in your attachment section right. where you could just go straight to links right, and stuff. Exactly. I think you're right though. But um, yeah, I love the song. I mean, I oh, I see it. Um, it is so he is a uh, like he's essentially just talking about like it's it's essentially like a it is a Sepp Ferg. It's essentially like a black love video. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is he's talking about like um you know why like why his blackness is important. It is a hip hop song, so mm-hmm. it's you know got a strong hip hop beat and how you know like and, and how we've essentially just how we've been oppressed and stuff, which is sort of the root of hip hop in general is black people stating their their uh, fight against oppression. Absolutely, especially against the police. It is great. It's got a great beat. I first saw this song on Instagram. I've been messing up this camera thing so hard because I'm not paying attention to it at all. There's going to be some weird holes in it. <laughs> You're good. Uh, um, no worries. <laughs> but um, but uh, the audio will be perfect. Um, you'll hear the birds in the background. Yep. Potentially, Chad's uh, dryer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So it's great. And what was I saying before I got totally just off? Black track? love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, it's the song is great. I said it all. It's great. Oh, I saw the song on Instagram. That's what I said. Uh-huh. And I saw it uh, with uh, like a all, all these different groups of black people. You know, young, different ages and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing uh, these, doing like dance clips to it, and it was great. I oh, cool. It. That's awesome. I can send it to you. Actually, I, I sent it to uh, my partner. I think so. I oh, know where it cool. is. Oh, very cool. You I were before before when we were listening to the song before the pod, you mentioned it reminded you of. Uh, 
that Muhammad oh, Ali that's thing. Right? You? Yeah, I'm. I you're. And I'm you said glad. you. And the funny thing is, I, I said I definitely forget. forget. Yeah, you said you wouldn't, you're and here right. we are. You're right. Well, <laughs> thank tables you. of turn. Team teamwork makes the dream work, Jared. I'll, I've said it before, and I'll say it plenty more times. Uh, yeah. So black. So I was watching this really interesting uh, video on YouTube. It was an interview with Muhammad Ali, uh, and he was talking about uh, when he was a little boy. He was talking to his mom, and he asked her. He said, "He said, Mama, why is everything good?" You know, why, why, why is, you know, why is Jesus white? Mm-hmm. Why is angels food cake white? I read why about is that. I read about food the Jesus cake? thing. I, I, that was first, oh, I think in France maybe was the first, but yeah, that, that, that Jesus was, uh, was the Middle Eastern. That, that was all part of, uh, white people believed, I'll let you compare to this, but yeah. uh, now I'm, I'm woke as fuck. <laughs> you know, white people believe that they were the master race from essentially the beginning of time. And so, um, they thought that they were the closest thing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so they assume that you yeah, know, that's how you justify. And, and so it, yeah. and so they had these hierarchies, and they thought they were the closest thing to Jesus. And so they thought, well, obviously Jesus is the master race too, and that's how the whiteness thing came. Okay. It was white people justifying their uh, right, their, right. Uh, so so yeah. So the whole point was, you know, he was talking about, you know, why why is it? And he gave a lot of great examples. You know, why is it? If I want to get something from you, I blackmail you. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, white people lie too. White people blackmail too. You white know, lies why? are just small, harmless lies. Right. <laughs> right. You know why? Yeah. And the, and it's really interesting though how language plays a role in this though. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as a language teacher and a language nerd, uh, I think it's we'll see really that with our next episode too. Actually, that, that is yes, we will. Yeah, with lefties and righties for mm-hmm. sure. So stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. But <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, it's it, it was just really interesting though to think about that and and just how a lot of us, I think, racism is so prevalent in U.S. society that mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't even give it a, a, a second thought. Yeah, you know, um, and some of it is language based. You know, some of it is is the way people are treated. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I read I read an article uh, written by a black guy about, um, you know, how many it was all about, you know, privilege, white privilege, and 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 stuff like this, and and also the ways black people have been discriminated against. And mm-hmm. and this black guy said, "All right, how many of you have gotten into an elevator and a white man or woman either clutches their purse or puts their hand, you know, yeah. by their wallet, right? If you're a black person getting in the elevator, how many of you?" have done something as innocuous or as innocent as walking down the street or riding your bike or your skateboard and somebody assumes if you have a bike or a skateboard that maybe you stole it. And, you know, the thing is, a lot of those times where it's like that that clutching of the pearls or the or the bag or, you know, you see someone like, you know, um, like, like those sort of subtle things, like people also realize that, like we don't know that that's racism or not, you know, and right. so we just sort of have to live with that, you know. Right. Or it's like you just, you just like you, there's a lot of the times. Once again, unless someone's just calling you the n word to your face or something, right? Like there's so many instances where you're just like, was that racist? Right. And and the other thing is too is we we never know the whole picture. Maybe that poor woman or that guy got mugged or like had their yesterday. wallet stolen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's just bad timing, <laughs> you know. But but yeah, it's but it's it's difficult, you know. And I yeah. think I think until. In this, in the U.S., we're able to have a more nuanced and civil discussion, and really have a, a solid discourse about racism, without, like we've mentioned, without white people getting incredibly defensive yeah. off the bat, um, because uh, I think white people can very easily just tr- try to detach themselves from the conversation and the situation. But oh, I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. It's like bullshit. I guarantee you, you have probably done something in the past that, in some form or another could be viewed as 
Sure. You know, of course, you know, yeah. Um, and, 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 and I think, I feel like it would help white people. Not that I'm really interested in helping, but I feel like it would help white people if, if it's like, see, I get nervous to do this, but it's like, but it's like black people are racist too. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like uh, Bill Cosby was a racist. His whole thing was about pulling your pants up, wear a suit. That's racist shit. Like, like, there. We've talked about Candace Owens. <laughs> She's a racist. I mean, you know, there are different levels here. Obviously, I, right. I, don't, I mean, he, Black, Bill Cosby was an active. I mean, he's such a weird example. I don't know. I used him only because he used to be the pull your pants up guy. Right. But he's such a weird person to talk about like this now right. and, and give any sort of concession <laughs> to. Since he's one of the biggest rapists in our. <laughs> right. No kidding. <laughs> but um, but it's just like um, it's like. But the thing is, I feel like black people are able to acknowledge racism. I mean, we're able to, like, like I can do some racist shit and acknowledge it and say, yeah, that was racist for sure. Right. Um, but Whereas I, but, white people are so afraid. Yes. They're afraid. Um, and I think it's because, like, like I said earlier in this episode, like, one of the most offensive things you call a white person is call, tell them they're racist. Yeah. Any... Have have a little fun social experiment, people. I, well, don't actually do this, but I've, if if you I've if seen you, it before, if you <laughs> if you have a friend that's white, just sometime be like, you're. If you say that was racist or you're racist, I guarantee you there will be a quick re, knee jerk yeah. reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm yeah, not racist. Yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah. I think I think we should be able to acknowledge. I think you can. Oh, this is going to sound so stupid, but I'm going to say it anyways, Jerry. Say it. And, and all right, I think you can say things. Or do things that are racist. I'm not condoning them or saying they're okay. But if you're called out, then you hopefully will know, oh, that was racist. I shouldn't do... Exactly. Take it as a learning experience. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that don't give a shit enough or or will just say, oh, you're wrong. I'm not racist. And, And I do think you're right. And for a lot of people, it won't change. But I hope, I really hope, and I try to be optimistic... But it, some it, people, it has to come from persistence. Yep. But it also has to be coming f- willingness to be like, all right, now I realize that I'm friends with a racist and I right. can't be friends with that person anymore. Right. People don't want to do that, but I think it, that that gets people noticing more. Right. I, I would say. Yeah. But it's still, regardless, it's definitely a complicated issue. You know, Jared, we only mentioned the song on the pod today. I'm wondering, um, and if you don't want to do this, that's cool. But I'm wondering, can we play ourselves out with the song of the pod? Sure, Chad. Could we? I, what do you think? Should we use my I got laptop, it. your phone? I All got right. it. Please. Yeah, so the song is by Buddy featuring ASAP Ferg, and the song is called Black. Mm-hmm. Give it a listen. It's definitely a good one. Uh, are we done here? Are you gonna Are you gonna say goodbye or anything? Oh, I guess I should, shouldn't I? Yeah. Well, hit that hit that song, and you can increase the volume a little bit. Maybe uh, you're a you're definitely a wizard with your technology here, Jared. So yeah, so uh, let us know what you thought about today's episode. It wasn't our standard episode, but I think it was definitely well worth recording and talking about. I've learned a lot myself, Jared. I really thank you for being so open and honest. I know some of the things that we talk about and we say on this podcast aren't always easy you know a lot of times you know we we do like to entertain you all and have fun but i think today's episode was well needed and i would be open to more conversations about this in the future as well um but anyways let us know what you thought about today's episode at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com uh we'd be happy to hear from you also you can find us on twitter untranslatable one the number one um you know lots of great stuff out there on twitter if you want to hear this awesome song on our song of the pod playlist check it out on youtube untranslatable podcast and please five star reviews on itunes and stitcher let us know how we can make this podcast better for you so as we say here at the untranslatable podcast muchas gracias shisha and dos vidanya just for the
memory of the deceased When I black out of awakening the beast What it's gonna be, what it's gonna be You don't wanna fuck with a nigga like me Bet you never seen my fucking so black Nigga, I'm black Yeah, that was black pretty good, yeah Black on black, black, black Black yeah, whew, black, that was quite the episode, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It is weird, but uh, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and it's even, it's hard for me, too. Like, like I, I, I honestly have been thinking about that, that uh, the thing with your, I don't want to say his name because we're still recording. Right. And I might cap some of this in there about your friend. Um, and it's like, and it's like, I totally, I get it. But I, I like I can't not say anything. You about gotta it. say something. Doing it on the podcast seemed like the oops, right. Did seem like the easiest right. option. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I gotta think about how to approach it. It's uh, it's tough. Yeah, it really is. You know, uh, it uh, really is. Uh, God damn. The, the other tricky <laughs> the other tricky thing about that though too is like, I know he he has a lot of black friends and I know he's gonna use it. Yep. Yep. And it's like his friends are probably racist too. Black friends. Right. Right. Yeah. It's crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. Well...